Lorraine and I'm black. I'm Sarah and I'm Jewish. We're going back to school to learn some basic black and Jewish stuff we should totes already know. Let's get learned up! Up in the sky, Lorraine. It's a bird. It's a plane. <laughs> it's black and Jewish superheroes. superheroes. Could not be more excited to talk about superheroes. What is that? It's a final countdown. Final countdown. What is that? The Superman song? Not related at all to any of this. Yo. Okay. So. Yo, guys, we're talking about what well, originally we were talking about um, black and Jewish comic book characters, but we realized See, I mean, just it really is superheroes they're both, in general. Yeah, I think both of the people we're talking about are are superheroes. Yeah. Um, and also we could um, we could then sort of like leave the door open for a future episode on like cartoon characters or sure. like comic strips or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, the reason why I'm kind of in this moment just wanting to chat about comic books for a second is because I realized when we did this assignment, I don't actually know how to read comic books. Left to right. Do you know what I'm saying? No. (laughs) Lorraine, it's left to right. Oh, it's all fixed now. Like a book. Now I'm all set. Not like the Torah. It's just that it's like, you don't just like pick up any old issue of a thing and get it. No, you, no, there's like full backstory. There's a whole universe. There's a whole universe to it. There are issue numbers. Yes. It's there's- this whole world. It's like this whole world that I am not really aware of or involved in on a regular basis that I find a little bit like intimidating. So intimidating. I felt like uh, I just like walked onto a golf course and was like, I'm ready to try this. Yeah. It's like, I'm ready no, for mini no, golf. No. And they're like, no, this is golf. This is golf, golf. And yeah. so the, I was really in over my head trying to learn about um, the Black Panther. That's what I got myself learned up on. Um, but I was, I mean, I really wanted to learn something about this character and stop pretending like I know. Because right. when the Black Panther movie trailer dropped, I just joined the black bandwagon on like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and stuff and was like, oh, I'm so excited <laughs> History! for History! Unprecedented! Oh, shit! I have arrived because the Black Panther is here! And I don't know anything about no, this character no. at all. So, well, would you say that you're like... How do you feel about superhero movies in general? Like, no, the, I am never no. there. And and this actually is a really big problem because um, my job, like where I work, has a lot to do with superheroes. Mm. Like it's it's really fucked up that I like know next to nothing about superheroes. Guys, I'm, Lorraine is Batman's assistant. Like, I, know, I work for Batman. Yeah. I'm constantly like, what are you talking yeah, about? Why are we here in this cave? You don't even have powers. So like, what are we doing? You're just a rich, white, sad dude. You have a lot of cool toys. Sorry about your parents. So sorry. Sorry you had to see all that. <laughs> but uh, but with, okay, I work for a show called Supermansion. It's like all of it. it Everything about it relies on like superhero tropes, comic book tropes. And I sit there in the writer's room, like texting my brother, like, yo, like, what's this? Like, what, what does this mean? And my brother and my cousins are just like face palm. <sighs> you don't deserve that cool job. Who was the brother who gave you these uh, Black Panther books? My older brother, Aaron, he nice. gave me these. And this was like in response to me getting him an issue of Black Panther because I was in a bookstore 
and I was looking for just like, I don't know, impromptu presents. This was during Thanksgiving time. And I saw it was like Black Panther issue, blah, 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 like written by Tani Heasy Coates. And I was like, that's a cool gift. If I get that from my brother, it'll look like I get it. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, what do you mean Tani Heasy Coates wrote it? Like, he wrote it. Like, did he 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 illustrate it or he just wrote the the, the prose? Yeah, like he wrote the story. Amazing. And like wrote the episode. All the dialogue and And stuff. So then, but this, by the way, what I'm holding in my hand, I'm showing Sarah right now. This is what my brother gave me in return. He's like, you need this. Catch up. And then I looked and I was like, okay, so Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote these two. Basically, all of this is to say, and I, I feel really self-conscious because Ryan, I think you know a lot about comic books and stuff, right? Yeah, he, uh, he knows. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. I'm so confused. Like, what? Well, because you're what? jumping in kind of cold, like, because you haven't started from the beginning and there is, like, such a backlog of, I feel like all these characters have origin stories but also a lot of times they're sort of in multiple universes or they're like uh-huh. in and and they've been reimagined by a different author or exactly. by a different person ryan is nodding his head so thank you i i yes thank you i feel you. like i'm speaking a different language that i don't know when i'm yeah talking like about this. i can't wait to tell you like what i learned about this character and the backstory it sounds crazy yeah so what did you do? Who did you learn up so on? So I got a little learned up on Magneto. Oh, cool. Um, and then I also have like someone else who I just who just came across my radar, uh, Kitty Pride, aka Shadowcat, <laughs> who I would like to just mention in passing, but primarily Magneto. I feel like okay, hold on. Before I say this, how familiar were you with comic books and uh, superhero stuff before this episode? Medium. I sort of against my will was dragged to a lot of superhero movies, okay. and when I was there, I was like oh, this is fun. You know, like mm-hmm. they were never movies that I would like elect. You know, I, I would not like of my own volition be like, yeah, I can't wait for the new Avengers movie, but I would find myself there and I would end up enjoying myself. I have especially really liked the Thor movies. I just mm, think cool. that's like a very fun character. Yeah. Isn't he apparently like funny? Very funny. That's so awesome. I know. It's really awesome. And um, I like, yeah, I like when movies like that don't take themselves too seriously because it's like these are fucking adults in costumes that like accentuate their boobs and crotches <laughs> flying around being ridiculous. Like yeah. let's have a little fun with it, you know? So I like Thor. I like the Captain America movies. Um, I've liked some of the Avenger movies. I, in general, just my note overall to superhero movies. It's like, you don't need to be two hours. Oh, true. You yeah. Know? Or two and a half or whatever. No, you no. Don't. get in, get out. Mm-hmm. Especially because like, the nature comic of comic books are so, they're so yeah, short. They're so short. They're very light, you know, they're like, like novellas. Exactly. So like maybe, yeah, cool it on yeah. the, the super long um, movie lengths. Yeah. Cool it, man. Cool it, man. Cool it now. <laughs> but yeah, the plots, I feel like Sorry. the plots for a lot of superhero movies are very convoluted and hard for me to follow. Yeah. You know, I had to like, I watched a couple of nerds explain Black Panther to me through YouTube and I had to just like stop, like slow them down and go back. It just sounds like crazy words yeah so tell me about black panther <laughs> okay so black panther is significant because this is the first black superhero in mainstream comics there were a few like low distribution like other comics that that had like black protagonists and stuff but like we're talking like on the public stage this is the first big black uh led comic um this character name is inspired by a pulp adventure hero that had a Black Panther as a helper. No relation whatsoever to the Black Panther Party. What? So no relation. When you say a Black Panther helper, do you mean an actual panther? 
it was like there was a character uh, yeah i guess it was like a, a black panther like an animal that maybe didn't have lines and okay this this hero had this black panther and stan lee the co-creator of black panther mm-hmm. was like oh you know what we could do we could like make a guy who is this panther let's explore that so cool cool cool. so no relation to black panther party it caused a lot of controversy because the first appearance of the black panther was 1966 before the black panther party and then you know the black panther party is massive like a huge historical moment and so they're trying to get this comic off the ground they're like no we're not like saying anything (laughs) right we're just trying to be fun wait so did the black panther party get their idea from the black panther character i don't think so they're just they just both happened kind of simultaneously yeah no relation to each other as far as i understand no relation and um stan lee and then other co-creator jack kirby they even tried for a short period of time to rename the character black leopard but it didn't take didn't stick because why would it black leopard no thank you well that's not a thing that's not a thing nature no thank you so uh the first appearance of black panther is in the fantastic four issue number 52 from july 1966 and then eventually uh, Black Panther got its own series in 1977. All right. So here we go. Black Panther. What is like the Black Panther? It's a, the ceremonial title given to chief of the Panther tribe from an advanced nation called Wakanda. Now, Wakanda is this fictional isolated nation in Northeast Africa, somewhere between Chad, Libya, Sudan and Egypt. So it's like this made up place. And um, the the thing. OK, okay, sorry. Before I go too far. In addition to ruling the country, the Black Panther, like when you get that title, you're also like the chief of all the various tribes in Wakanda. Um, the Panther is a symbol of office, which is head of state. And it's a hereditary title, but it also must be earned. Mm. It's very important. All right. A long, long time ago, a meteorite made of a rare mineral vibranium crashed into the continent of Africa, like where Wakanda is and Wakandans have to protect and preserve vibranium because it's very valuable and it like helps them. Here's, here's like a thing about vibranium. This is not real by the way, but in the comic book universe, it matters. Um, Vibranium is what Captain America's shield is made out of. So it can like, whoa, it can like absorb minerals and stuff and like it can protect you. Yeah. They're like all these. It's all powerful. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. It's all powerful. There's this like mound in Wakanda where the meteor landed and they have to like protect it. And the first king of Wakanda harnessed the powers of the vibranium and he used it to nurture his nation. Thousands of years later, under the rule of Black Panther uh, T'Chaka, that's the black panther like that we know like t'challa it's his dad um t'chaka the economic and social advancement of civilization in wakanda it excelled insanely fast and like way faster than other civilizations outside in the normal world so like so like the wakanda people they wanted to sort of seal off what they had going for them and not invite anyone else in and people were like looking for it Anyway, when T'Chaka's son, T'Challa, was born, his wife died in childbirth. And then there's this other character, like Romanda or something. She's really important, so I should not mess up her name. Ramonda. Ramonda. She's like uh, 
T'Chaka's like new wife, I think, who ends up being like T'Challa's stepmother. She ends up being in exile or something. She has to like go to South Africa for some reason. And so she's not really around that much when T'Challa is growing up. So mostly T'Challa is raised by his dad, Solo, just the dad. Anyway, during T'Challa's childhood, a Dutch scientist named Ulysses Craw, sorry, Claw, breaks into Wakanda using a weapon. Um, sorry, sorry. A vibranium sound-based weapon. I don't know what oh, that sure, means. Oh, sure, a sound-based <laughs> I weapon. I don't know what that means. And he uses it to kill King T'Chaka. And T'Challa manages to turn the weapon on Claw, destroying his right hand. Claw then flees. He gets away from Wakanda, but that he exposes Wakanda to the outside world and he vows revenge. T'Challa is now in line to be the next Black Panther and King of the Nation, but his uncle takes the seat and he sits there until T'Challa is fully ready. T'Challa goes away. This is very Lion King now. Mm. T'Challa goes away. (laughs) He's groomed. He's educated. Like he gets like all the best of the best so that he can eventually become Black Panther. And, And at that point when he's like ready and he is the Black Panther, he starts dating Storm from X-Men. Nice. And he eventually marries her in a grand Wakandan ceremony. During their honeymoon, they go on a diplomatic world tour. And they soon discover that the U.S. is in the midst of a civil war. Now, I didn't really do enough research to figure out if they mean the, the civil, civil war. No. No. Ryan's shaking, Ryan's shaking his, head. his head. Just a civil war. Like, the civil war. So like a lot of Captain times, America civil war. Yeah, these stories <laughs> take place like out of time. Like they're not, they don't really correspond to like America or world events. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Fair. I mean, that was sort of a question, but it was also sort of a statement, right? But the thing yeah. is, there's this whole storyline that I didn't fully research where the Black Panther like goes to South America, I want to say, and like fights the clan as in the Ku Klux Klan oh sure like that's a thing that happens sure down in Argentina yeah yeah right where they vacation and there's also a whole storyline where he goes to South Africa and he like faces authorities during apartheid (laughs) there's like okay so there is some historical stuff I feel like it just kind of comes with the territory it's like oh this is the first black guy right well there has to be like black issues attached right and I'm Stan Lee yeah and no one knows black issues better than me (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anyway there's all this like political stuff that happens with like storm and t'challa it's hard for me to keep up um but i tried okay skipping ahead so yeah basically uh, big big black panther fans you know the deal there are a lot of cool adventures that he goes on blah 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 awesome i'll read about it later um and then black panther powers and abilities okay there's this really cool ceremonial heart-shaped herb that he has to eat like when what do you mean a when, heart-shaped herb it's like there's like this leaf that's oh like, okay it's like, like a fresh i was thinking like a dry like <laughs> oregano flake that's <laughs> shaped like a heart no it's like no, like fresh herbs like yeah. the leaf is like heart-shaped mm-hmm. and you have to eat it when you're like becoming black panther when you're like um, on the track coming yeah. up well like in the ceremony where you get the crown ah. where you like become black panther um, you have to eat this heart-shaped herb and it gives him enhanced strength, endurance, and reflexes, and it heightens his senses to superhuman levels. But if ingested by anyone outside of Wakandan royalty, the heart-shaped herb acts as a poison. So if we tried to get these powers through eating the herb, we would die. Right, sure. Okay. 
here are some other powers. He can see in complete darkness. He can hear things that normal humans cannot. He has memorized thousands Wait, of scents. So yeah. he has both. Okay, so just all of his senses are amazing. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a super yeah, yeah. power that like he hears really good. He <laughs> sees super good. But he smells so good <laughs> that he can tell whether you're lying based on your body odor changing. No. He also has incredible speed and agility and strength. He can lift Upwards of 800 pounds, which I just want to say isn't that much. Especially for a superhero. I will stop you and say, um, <laughs> I feel like this is like a hat on a hat situation. Yeah. Like, this is like, why do writers of superhero stories need to give their heroes so many superpowers? I just give them one ability. I really That's don't what know. should be like notable and separate you from Because if you're just like, I'm really fast and I smell good and I, <laughs> um, I can stop bullets with my hands and I can walk through walls. It's like, well, then... Then what, what would ever stop you? What would ever stop you? And then I feel like you must overlap so much with other superheroes who also have like five different abilities. It's extremely Just carve out like one niche, you yeah. know? And I would forget. I yeah. just, as a writer, I would forget. I would be like, like, let's say like I gave you a whole bunch of superpowers. Sarah, what do you want? What are your powers? Go. Um, my powers are being able to um, mimic anyone. And like sound like impersonate anyone like, like sounds like anyone cool. to, to like be a super cool spy or something um and also to um be able to trick anyone into telling me their deepest secrets Ooh, this yes. really good yeah. okay so what about you um me i would i think i'd like to be able to be invisible like i think that'd be cool sure. like you could pretty much like be anywhere yeah. and like always know what's going on um i think it would be cool to be able to like teleport yeah. Like to just like droop, yep. droop, just be places. That's true. That would be very convenient. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I'd like a whole bunch of, basically, I want all, I want the most passive aggressive uh, superpowers. Right. Ones that are non-confrontational. Just fly on the wall. Yeah. yeah like someone's trying to in on punch things. me, I become invisible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really want all of the like combat stuff. Yeah. No. I would rather like just, yeah. I'm, I'd, I feel like I'd also be like, um, did you see Hunger Games? No, or read. I haven't. Do you know the character Rue? Are you familiar with her? No, I oh, don't. It's no big I deal. don't know. She's really little and young, and so she's really smart and crafty and sneaky, and she can like hide. She can like she like climbs up in trees and like hides out while other people kill each other down below. That I feel like that would be my approach. Like just her like superpower is to hide. Well, there are no superpowers in Hunger Games. They're, oh, they're, right. They're real Sorry. people yeah. that are just trying to like fight to the death. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And her strategy is okay. I'm gonna hide out and just be really like resilient in um. I'm going to take whatever this system is that's like exploding at me mm -hmm. and figure out how to survive that. She survives the elements more so than she attacks people. Right. Which is like, I think what I would do if I had to be a superhero, <laughs> I would just like hide out. Yeah. Just react to the world around you. And yeah. And probably like message stuff out to people who needed it. Like I Paul Revere that shit. Yeah. Like I'd be like, oh shit. Like, okay. My people, my people of the revolution, like here's the latest and greatest yeah. from the bad guys. Right. Or like Be I was warned. <laughs> I was in that meeting with Harvey Weinstein and I, was there. I am here to tell you all, don't, don't make a movie with this guy. Do not sign on that X. Nope. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make a movie with Ava DuVernay instead. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So he has amazing superpowers, the Black Panther. Um, and he has genius level intellect. He's multilingual. 
He has diplomatic immunity for some reason. I don't understand how that's relevant. Maybe I'll just have to read more about it. And he's also really ridiculously rich. <laughs> how? I don't know. I think that it's it has some like a royal do... bloodline. Well, he is because of the, like the whole like Wakandan royal family thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like their civilization is super duper advanced. So I can only imagine that what it is is like their like socioeconomic uh, like orientation to the rest of the world is ridiculous. Like their currency is worth more than anyone else's yeah. in the world. Um, he also has something that's called Black Panther knowledge, which means he has access to every experience and all knowledge of like Black Panthers that have come before him. Oh, so it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I really like that one a lot. It also kind of has like a nice metaphor to it of like a young black man who's now in power. He's like, I have the foresight that like other black men didn't have before me like now I will act accordingly because oh, I've been interesting you know what I mean or like, also kind of like I'm standing on the shoulders of all of these yeah. men who've come before me like who paved the way for me kind of I like that right one. that one's a lot nicer and like less um defensive and sad yeah well it's just more like yeah it's like, like life affirming life affirming and like this is my role in history like yes Martin Luther King made this possible all the people who fought for my freedom right. made this possible I am now standing before you as like a sum of all of my past experiences I, yes. yes I like that about him too yeah. and I'm just going to kind of wrap up his powers real quick he this is his like special Black Panther technology that he has um he has this vibranium mesh in his like uniform or whatever that makes it so that bullets have no effect on him just like you were saying like sure. stop bullets with your hand sure bullets they don't like ping ricochet off of him they like fly toward his suit and then just drop right before it gets to I'm really having a hard time with this one because it seems like what can't he do he's got vibranium claws he's got energy daggers energy shields cloaking technology and a teleporter built into gauntlets that help him travel really far really fast yeah he's, he's every of, woman he's every woman it's all in Black Panther yeah and Chadwick Boseman the hot actor plays him in the movie. He's very hot. Okay, so when I first saw the um, trailer, I was worried that he wasn't American because I hate that shit. When people, like, make a black character, mm -hmm. they, like, they like praise it, like, the first black whatever, yeah. and they're never American. Yeah. They're always, There's like, always Idris Elba, exotic, John Boyd, whatever that guy's name is, who's in Star Wars. Is he oh, American? yeah. I think he's not American. I think he's British. I'm pretty sure that guy's British. But okay, so but enough shade from Lorraine DeGraffner. Right? Let yes. me shut up because Chadwick Boseman is American. He's from South Carolina. He graduated from Howard University, Bachelor of Fine Arts in Directing. Howard just I know just cleaning up, cranking them out in 2000. That's when he graduated. He also graduated from uh, British American Drama Academy in Oxford. And get this, guys, he only started studying acting so that it could be easier to relate to actors. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? He originally wanted to be a director. Okay. So he just he just as a, a brilliant director who like got his Bachelor of Fine Arts from Howard and got these like great degrees from all these places like graduated from digital film academy blah 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 he really only started acting so he could get to know actors and be closer to them and understand how to communicate with them on set you know what that's that's really nice actually i mean it is really nice, nice but i'm like man. so jealous that like he did that as an extracurricular and now he's fucking like the star of all these great movies Ugh, i know okay never mind i hate him yeah um so cool, cool, that's cool. pretty much it for me and black panther that was very thorough thanks there's so much more though like i didn't 
I, I need to like fully like read more of the adventures yeah. to be more in tune with like what the hell is going on. Well, there's just so many things to read. There's so many volumes. There's I so many know, issues. But I'm happy about it. Like I'm really thankful for this um, comic that's like really paving the way for black characters in mainstream comics. And also I just want you to see this like woman, Romanda, his like his um stepmom. She looks awesome this chick right here yeah look at her yeah isn't she cool yeah she looks really she cool. looks so good like i've never seen a woman look like that she has in... white dreads yeah which are cool she uh, just looks like um like diane hereford or something from vassar college <laughs> yeah totally totally <laughs> oh my like god amazing it's so this like, is black panther um is his name t'challa i'm sorry it's like i'm not sure oh you know what i, I let me show you something in the back of four there's this really great like like black outline is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> like I don't know what he looks like outside of his costume. I'm not really sure. But like read the, read how like dramatic it is. It's like they want a war. Well, let me tell you something. Like we are terror. They yeah. better watch out. He says we are Wakanda. We will not be terrorized. Next panel. We are terror itself. Oh. Mic drop. Mic drop. Blackout. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. He's pretty cool. I did not do as much homework as you because I really tried to find. So I, I wanted to get learned up on Magneto. And part of me felt like I'd already kind of gotten learned up on him just by virtue of seeing all the X-Men movies. Mm. Um, and like noting him in that. Um, and but I did want to I went to a comic book store and tried to get I wanted to get um uh like a story of his origin. Like I wanted to get his origin story. And uh, this lady at secret headquarters in silver Lake, shout out to secret headquarters. Yeah. Great comic book store. She was like, Oh, you need Magneto Testament, which is like (laughs) the origin story. Ryan, do you know about it? (laughs) Sort of. Um, (laughs) But uh, it talks about like where he comes from. um, And it was apparently like the missing piece to this puzzle, but it was not available there. And I called many other comic book stores in LA and no one carries it. It's from 2009. And I guess in comic book world, like because there's so many issues that come out constantly, like comic book stores want to stay, stay like stocked with like the latest stuff. And there's just, it's just like, there's just so many issues. Like so so 2009 is like, old old in the comic book world i guess because by now it's like whoa like we've We've moved on yeah exactly um so i didn't get to read magneto testament i would like to um i also downloaded this app that this woman told me that she was like well we don't have the book but like there is a way that you could just read it for free online but don't tell anyone about it and then she like gave me this app to download and it didn't carry it it said like it was like add to your wish list and buy i was like no let me read it for free but (laughs) anyway here's what i know about magneto okay so he's in the marvel universe his team is the x-men um he was played by ian mckellen or michael fassbender depending on which x-men movie because young uh young magneto is michael fassbender i see and he founded the x-men with professor x aka charles xavier aka patrick stewart or James McAvoy, depending on <laughs> which Professor X you're talking about, um, with whom he has a very thorny relationship because they're friends, but they have different ideals that ultimately separate them and drive them apart. Wow. And Magneto, uh, his abilities are he's a he's a mutant who is able to manipulate magnetic fields, which basically translates to um 
manipulating it's mostly used to manipulate manipulate metal so like <gasps> he can like uh you know if like a bad guy is wearing a, a metal helmet he can like crush the guy's helmet so that it like cracks his skull or he can like you know fuck up a door really bad or like (laughs) do something with guns or like if a building's like falling on him and it's like made of metal it's like yeah yeah cool yeah put a sack in it building (laughs) yeah he's just like all up on metal shit that's his thing um he was uh he first appeared in the original issue of mex X mex men of mex men <laughs> the mexican men the mexican x-men it's the three amigos <laughs> dun, 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 dun. um in september of 1963 he of course was created by stan lee the uh and artist jack kirby who are the marvel kings and yeah, Magneto is a really interesting figure because he is, um, you know, he's part of this great organization of the X-Men, but he also is kind of a dark horse and like very like brooding and a little bit of a villain sometimes. And he yeah, like he and Professor X differ on how they see kind of like mutants and as as they relate to humans, like Professor X thinks that humans and mutants should have equal status in the world. Okay. And Magneto thinks that mutants are better than humans and wants mutants or wants mutants to rule the world. Is that right, Ryan? Kind of basically. Oh, interesting. So he's like, we don't want to be equals. We're better than them. And we should like kill humans. Like we should like destroy them so that we can finally ascend as like, wow. In our rightful place. Yeah. Um, does this have something to do with the civil war? Am I wrong? Okay. I don't think it does. Do I really war. don't think it does. But interestingly, so Magneto's origin story is that he was a kid in the Holocaust. He was in Auschwitz. Wait, what? For real, for real. Wait, who? Sorry. Magneto. What what are you asking? (laughs) For a second, you said Magneto was, but my brain was like, Stan Lee was. Oh. (laughs) I was like, no, no. No, no. No. No, no. But um, Magneto was his character, his... Uh, alter ego is Eric Lenscher. That's his name. Okay. But also Max Eisenhart. Like, this is why I get really confused because I, I saw multiple names for this guy, but I'm pretty sure it's Eric Lenscher. Yeah. Um, but he's also known, Wikipedia also says he goes by Magnus, Eric Lenscher, White King, later Grey King of the Hellfire Club, Michael Xavier, Eric the Red, White Pilgrim, and the Creator. Huh. I just feel like too many too many names. Too many names. Yeah. Yeah, he's Too basically just, names. he's just Magneto. His name was Eric uh, when he was a regular <laughs> dude in Auschwitz in 1944. He was a kid and he, um, you see this in, so apparently in um, Magneto Testament, this book that I was unable to procure, like it, it, that's all about his time in Auschwitz and how he like gains these powers. Holy shit. Um, that's so cool. But you also see a little bit of it in X-Men First Class, the movie. Whoa. And uh, I do remember, I did watch that movie. So I remember this scene, um, you see him in the concentration camp and he's with his mom and they get separated and he gets taken basically into one camp and she's pulled away in another direction. And he's obviously, uh, it's like raining obviously. And he's like devastated and the gates are closing and he is like reaching out his hands in anguish and the gates start to sort of mangle. (gasps) And that's the first iteration of his powers coming out. That's such a cool scene. Yeah. It's really cool. So it's like out of this horrible you know tragedy that his powers come out which i think is pretty cool so interesting that he has his sort of origin in like a history of um you know like he was on the other side of like the 
uh, Germans right, wanting to have like right, a master right. race. And now that he's a mutant, he kind of wants to have a master race of mutants because oh he, my God. I guess he feels like he was always treated like an outcast. This maybe. is like what Gil was talking about with um, video games. So like the way that like Quentin Tarantino likes to borrow a culture and then like write a revenge story around it. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like the same thing. I guess this is a little bit of that or just feeling like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I want to be the oppressor. True. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I mean, people who actually know things about superheroes and comic books, please correct me, but that's like my lay person's like analysis of that. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he's, he's a very complicated dude. Magnino. He's um, yeah. He's kind of like, I don't know. He, you know, is kind of bad, but also he's, it's like easy to like, what am I trying to say? It's like easy to have compassion for him because he comes from these like really sad circumstances. For sure. And when he's in the concentration camp, the Germans kind of like take a shine to him because he has these crazy powers. And mm-hmm. so they like sort of do experiments on him and like try to like test his powers. And um, there's this crazy scene where uh, I think older Magneto, like in a future X-Men movie, finds one of the guys from the Nazi, uh, from the, the like from the SS and he like who was like this guy's menace when he was a kid in Auschwitz and they have like a face off and uh Magneto takes this metal coin that was in the scene when he was a kid in Auschwitz and like it's the same metal coin and he uses his powers to like put the coin through the guy's head and it like goes out through the other side all bloody and it's like bam you just got Magneto'd oh my god yeah so that's Magneto um that's kind of like all I want to talk about right now. Um, I do love Ian McKellen, so that's cool. Um, I think it's neat that Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart play these like friends who are also kind of foils. Yeah. Because in real life, they have the most beautiful friendship. I didn't even know that. You didn't know? No. There's like so many memes and just things on the internet. I've been sleeping just, on just it. Just chronicling their friendship. That's um, so cute. They did something in the 2014 Super Bowl to just like show how little they know about football, I guess, or oh. just kind of make a joke. They both are wearing jerseys and holding a soccer ball. And the, the caption That's is like adorable. football. Um, and they just do fun things like go on Ferris wheels together. <laughs> and um, they're just like out and they're just out and about on the town. They were in waiting for Godot on Broadway for like a long time. I think it might even still. I don't know if it's still happening. But oh my god! Um, but they're just both. This is delightful. So great. This is so sweet. And they're both sirs, I believe. Right? They're both knights. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen. Oh my god! They're I saw so cute. They're so cute. I saw Ian McKellen on Broadway when I was like kind of a kid or a teenager, I guess. He went and Helen Mirren were in this amazing play together. I think it was called Dance with Death. Um, it was, it was very good. I want to see more of this. I want to see more just like friendship, like just completely earnest, totally sincere. Like, I don't know. I, I, there's plenty of strong female friendship, but like, it'd just be nice to see dudes just like chumming it up. Like, look at them, like having a pint with their silly hats on. Yeah. They're so cute. <laughs> I love them. I love them individually so and, and collectively. <laughs> so that's that. Um, Last little thing I just want to mention really quickly is that when I was figuring out who to do for this episode, and I was like, Jewish superheroes, Jewish comic book characters, Google, Google, um, I came across Kitty Pride, a.k.a. Shadowcat, a.k.a. The Sprite, who is also a member of X-Men. She's a really young member of X-Men, played by Ellen Page in a couple X-Men movies. Hey, that's pretty cool. And her superpower is phasing, which is basically like 
moving through solid matter by like reconfiguring the atoms in her body or whatever. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And she started to like her origin story or kind of like where she sort of found out that she was a mutant was she was getting these crazy headaches when she was 13 that were like skull shattering. She was like, I am, this is horrible. And I don't exactly know what the connection is between the headaches and like phasing. Maybe Ryan or someone else can explain this to me, but she basically was visited by this uh, woman who runs this like mutant school and was like, we want you. We can tell that you're special. <laughs> you have horrible headaches. Yeah. You must be a genius or <laughs> something. unlock some of that power in those headaches. Yeah. And you know, I got to say, I kind of relate to that. Yeah. I know you about, know? I know about you and your migraines. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this is just a sign of what's yet to come. I think this is the time that I tell you I am a superhero. You're a mutant? White leopard. Wow. <laughs> snow leopard. Off- a snow leopard. Snow leopard. Oh, I love it. Let me just like get out of your way. I'm not like I'm just a mere humble human. Um, he- Mutants are above us. I'm not trying to like say we're equal. So please don't. Concentration camp me. Okay, Magneto. <laughs> don't concentration camp Lorraine. All please right. don't. So... I think that's that's kind of like where I want to leave it, I guess, for superheroes and comic book characters. I know there's so much more to learn, and it's it is such a universe. Like, yeah, it's, it's a whole scene. Oof. I mean, when we were first texting about it, I was like, I just feel dumb that I don't know about comics in general because yeah. like we're in comedy and like we should I know it's just like it's a part of our it's adjacent world. you know and, I mean it's so fun like it's so cool you just like write these very simple um you know like panels like it doesn't take that much no. to write that dialogue and then you work with someone who's awesome who can draw yeah and you just like make a fucking insane story <laughs> yeah yes like yes like you know dial me in like I want it I know but it's it's like we said it's intimidating because this it's been this story or these characters have been around for so long so there's so much history to absorb yeah. and there's so many versions of the history and you're like well which one is right and like you know, which issue should I get to learn the most? And in which issue is this person introduced? And then in which which issue is like their power explained or their origin story explained? And there's just like, it's just a windy, it's yeah. just a windy road. It's a windy, it's a windy freaking road. But um, thanks for letting us step on it a little bit, nerds. Yeah, this might be a two-parter. Who knows? Who knows? To infinity and beyond. <laughs> Wait, what Buzz is that? Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so final countdown, Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that have nothing to do with superheroes. We're crushing it. Jibbers and Blackbells. Jibbers and Blackbells. My Jubu is Stan Lee. The creator of oh, Marvel Comics. Oh, very good. Very good. And both of our characters for this episode. That's correct. I mean, it's cool that we kept it in the Marvel family. We kept it in the fam. And I have to say, as much as I do like Batman and I did like Wonder Woman, okay, I think I'm a Marvel girl at heart. I think I'm a Marvel girl Marvel girl at heart as well. I will say I have a special place in my heart for the Green Lantern, weirdly, which Ooh. is a DC comic. Yeah. So whatever. Was that Seth Rogen? Oh, my God. Is no, it? No, that's Green Hornet, I think. 
Oh my God. Speaking <laughs> of, you guys, I finished Future Man finally. What do you think? I love it. Yay. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Plug for Future Man. And they like set it up so there very well could be a season two. When do you find out? Is you know? We'll talk about that. We'll off talk mic. about it off mic. Okay. Really exciting stuff. Streaming on Hulu. Go you, check it out. Please. You're going to love it. Um. So anyway, uh, my black boot is Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, known for Black Panther and other things like Get On Up, where he plays James Brown and like nice. other cool movies. Um, like I said before, you know, he studied directing, studied acting. He's a powerhouse and um, he's fucking handsome. So you go, Chadwick. You go, Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman. And Stanley, your birth name was Stanley Martin Lieber. You better belieber that's a Jew. Okay. All right. That's that. Let's just not speak of this again <laughs> now it's uh the part of the podcast where i read a glowing review to encourage people to rate review subscribe to learn to podcast because then you too could be famous okay <laughs> this is a review titled love learning up with lorraine and sarah by the other marina tried to watch sanford and sons once didn't get through the first episode, but now I think I'll try it again. Thanks, Learned Up, for making my commute so much more bearable. In parentheses, FYI, goiters are related to thyroid disorders. Ooh, do you not know why she's referencing that? When did we talk about that? Because there was this, like, scene in the San Bernan Sun episode that I watched that oh, I yeah. liked. Where, like, it's so hard to explain, but this old man was like, so-and-so had a problem with his eyes his eyes were always bugging out of his head and that is a that's a side effect of a thyroid issue and then in like a punchline of that scene he says something like and get this he had a goiter and i was like i don't know why you brought that up but it was funny to me so the other marina is just letting me know that's also connected to a thyroid issue (laughs) amazing thank you so much thank you the other marina so guys please go ahead and rate and review subscribe and just uh you know, check us out on social media. We're at Learned Up Podcast on pretty much everything. Yeah, check us out. Don't be shy. Just get in here. It. Don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, so you never listen? Just don't worry. Just start oh, worrying. Yeah. You don't have to start from the beginning. Just start wherever. We're not even a full year old yet. You ever think about that? I did think about that. We're not even a full year old yet. So guess what? You're new. We're new too. We're still pooping and peeing all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, let's all be friends. Okay, well, thanks to What's a Creative, our podcast network, and uh, thanks to Ryan Countshouse, our producer. Special thanks to Adam Isaacson, who continues to make music for us despite not being paid. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you all, all you beautiful men in our lives. And um, we'll go ahead and see you guys at the meetup, January 27th. See the meetup. Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Mm, Proud Mary. Arclight, Hollywood. Hollywood. More deets on the social meets. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. It's a creative podcast network.
Hey, you know, Spider-Man is one of the most popular superheroes in the world. He's been in cartoons. He's been on The Electric Company. He has seven movies, including two reboots. But how many fans have gone back and read the stories where it all started? That's where our podcast comes in. It's called Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. We go over the original Spider-Man comics that created the character. We are Kevin and Will Hines. We're both brothers and comedians and earnest lifelong fans of the comic. We go over everything. The great stories, the compelling villains, the weird villains. So check us out. Screw it. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. Screw it. Screw it. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man.